This Israel report is brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you are based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebueagency.com. The Israel Report for the latest news and insights with Anthony Reich. Anthony Reich, Boketov, good morning. How are you? Boketov, there seems to be so much to talk about. A very busy weekend ahead of us with Sukkot, even though we won't be missing our chats because we'll talk next week during Cholamoid. But a, a few updates. First of all, um, there will be no prayer services in Tel Aviv this afternoon. Um, not by the uh, Ben Gvir group and not by the Koach Kaplan group. Oh, so that is all great that been, relief. Uh, apparently all of that has been uh, called off now. And um, so, uh, yeah, I think that that's good news. Um, another interesting update is the fact that the Erez crossing between Gaza and Israel this morning has been reopened for uh, the crossing to allow crossing, particularly of workers from Gaza into Israel, and I'm not really quite sure what has led to the decision to reopen the Erez crossing. It's certainly not calmer on the borders. There is no mm. evidence of mm. the fact that things have really calmed down on the borders, and yet the authorities have decided that it's the best action to allow the crossing to open and to allow the workers to move backwards and forwards. And I think it's an interesting decision. And as I say, I'm not really quite sure what's driven it, but I think it's an interesting decision because I think it's uh, it's a good thing that people will go to work, potentially distracting them from gathering along the border to to create trouble. Um, I think there's also an economic benefit that will be brought to Gaza, as we discussed yesterday. And not let's not forget... Mm the economic benefit to Israel because those Israeli people, the, the, um, mostly farmers or construction uh, operators who employ these people who come from Gaza are incapacitated without their workers. I mean, they rely on people to come every day to work and to the extent that they're not coming to work, um, that means that their businesses are suffering. So um, I'm guessing that that's also played a role. Um, and I think it's good news that they've reopened the crossing. It'll be interesting to see whether or not that might have a positive impact on the tension that we've seen along the Gaza border mm, over the yeah. last week or 10 days or so. Um, and just another completely unrelated snippet, um, Israeli national goalkeeper Daniel Peretz um, has been signed up to play for Bayern Munich. He was actually signed up already a few weeks ago. Bayern Munich suffering with a, a goalkeeping crisis because of injuries to uh, or an injury to their main goalkeeper. And so um, the Israeli goalkeeper was signed up. He's actually, I think, third in the pecking order. But because of the injury that Bayern Munich are suffering, um, he's been promoted up. And he actually even had his first game earlier this week in a cup game. Admittedly, not top-notch. The team uh, Munster that they played against uh, was, I think, a third league team in the cup. But uh, Daniel Peretz managed to keep, keep a clean sheet, 4-0, win to Bayern Munich on that occasion earlier this week. So great news for Israeli football and for Daniel Peretz. He, of course, is uh, Noah Kierel's boyfriend, just hmm. just saying, you know, yes, um, yes, uh, a power that. couple. 
Um, and so just um, some little snippets before we get on to, to the main things that we need to talk about. Right, but I'm absolutely delighted to hear about the the prayer services, and I think that's uh, that's incredible. The other just comment is on the Gaza situation is there, there must be immense frustration from residents of Gaza against Hamas when when these incidents flare up, which are all uh, manufactured really, and, and prevents people from going to work. And prevents people from earning a, li- a, a livelihood. It, it must be immensely frustrating for those residents. It is frustrating. It is frustrating for all concerned. And I mm. think what we, we need to understand is that things are so sensitive and so on the edge that any little event mm. might have mm. a significant impact. And I think people understand that when they live there and when they employ people. I mean, I think people gladly employ workers from Gaza. That's not an issue. And there is a need for that type of workforce to come and to help Israeli businesses, uh, whether they be farmers, whether they be construction operators, whether they be other businesses who need people to work there, there is a need for, for that sort of a, a, an employee base. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, people understand from the outset that this is all very, very sensitive and relies upon people crossing backwards and forwards. And, by the way, the mm-hmm. truth of the matter is that even in central Israel – it happens sometimes that we'll go to a coffee shop and the, the shop owner will say, I'm sorry, but we're struggling for staff. Why are we struggling for staff? Because our Arab workers haven't been able to come today for one reason or another due to the security situation. It happens even in, you know, Tel Aviv and Kfasaba and Ranan and Netanya, where um, the Arab workers come uh, to work in Israeli towns and cities, and there is a reliance upon them being able to cross backwards and forwards to their homes. And it's got nothing to do with them. It's got nothing to do with the business owner, but it's all got to do with the security situation mm-hmm. and other people who are um, causing uh, problems and uh, force our security services to have to close down the border crossings. Yeah, Delegations from Israel and uh, from Saudi Arabia visited each other's countries on Tuesday. This is uh, – so what's the purpose of these visits? Well, I think it's a great story because it all happened on Tuesday. And on the, the, the first visit was made by a Saudi delegation that came in through Israel actually on their way to Ramallah rather than to visit Israel as such. But clearly all coordinated with the Israeli authorities. And the purpose of that particular visit was to allow the new non-resident ambassador from Saudi Arabia to the Palestinian Authority to present his credentials, which he did to when he met with uh, Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas. He also um, met with the uh, Palestinian delegation um, who are usually the ones who accept the credentials of um, the foreign diplomats. And this, of course, um, was uh, the, the Saudi ambassador, Naif al-Sudari, who is actually the Saudi ambassador to Jordan. But now it has been determined uh, a, an appropriate time for the Saudis also to appoint him as a, a non-resident ambassador to the Palestinian Authority. And it's interesting because this appointment might have been done years ago. But it wasn't. It's being done now. And, of course, it's all being done in the context of uh, the closing, closening, if that's a word, getting closer of ties yeah. between um, Israel and, uh, and Saudi Arabia. And, of course, um, the, the fact that there might be uh, some, not might be, I think it's, it's, it's a lot more certain than that, that there is a certain um, move towards uh, Saudi Arabia and Israel normalizing relations with each other. So uh, uh, there was um, there was also a plan for the Saudi ambassador to visit 
the Temple Mount and to, to, to visit the Al-Aqsa Mosque. But on the day, he decided that he wasn't going to do that. That was kind of a last-minute arrangement because apparently that was the same day as the birthday of the Prophet Muhammad. And uh, it would have necessitated closing down the Al-Aqsa Mosque to all other Muslim worshippers uh, on that day. And so it was determined amazing. that because it happened to coincide mm. with the Prophet Muhammad's birthday, it was inappropriate to do that. And therefore, that particular visit was cancelled. But clearly, this uh, Saudi ambassador, very, very welcome, not only in the Palestinian Authority, but indeed uh, coming through um, the Israeli area as well, crossed over the um, Allenby Bridge from Jordan to come to Ramallah. The second delegation was um, the Israeli uh, tourism minister, Chaim Katz, who visited Riyadh as part of the United Nations uh, Tourism Conference which was being held in Saudi Arabia, and Chaim Katz headed an Israeli delegation who were officially there as representatives of Israel in Riyadh and Saudi Arabia. So even though there have been a number of other events happening between Israel and Saudi Arabia over the past few weeks and months, this was really an official government delegation visiting Riyadh, visiting Saudi Arabia for the very, very first time and made to feel very welcome indeed. In fact, it uh, precipitated Chaim Katz making a statement saying that as and when Israel enters into a peace agreement with Saudi Arabia, he thinks that it's going to be a very, very warm peace. And that was on the basis of the welcome that he received in Saudi Arabia, in Riyadh, where he was formally kind of welcomed, even though not by name. But apparently when the conference was opened, there was a statement which said there are delegations who are here who have never visited Saudi Arabia before. So even though Israel wasn't particularly named, it was clear who the speaker was referring to when welcoming the Israeli delegation. I think that these are all very, very significant events and clearly indicates how we are moving that much closer to some sort of a normalization of relations between Saudi Arabia and Israel. Uh, incredible. That's such a great news story. Also this one, the U.S. has admitted Israel to its visa waiver program. Uh, that is, uh, so, that's, I mean, that's a, a, a big move. It is a big move, and it's a very significant moment. Um, it, it kind of looked a little shaky earlier in the week because, once again, the Israeli side decided to jump the gun. And the foreign ministry made some sort of an announcement, I think, on Tuesday that Israel was going to be admitted to the visa waiver program. The United States uh, uh, authorities were extremely angry about this one-sided announcement statement, public statement being made because it clearly hadn't been coordinated. And they even went as far as making a statement to say it's a little bit premature, but lo and behold, only a day later, a formal announcement came out from the United States saying that Israel finally has been admitted to the visa waiver program. Just so that uh, listeners can understand what that means, the visa waiver program is currently extended to, I think, 41 countries around the world where the United States have what they consider to be a more special relationship with those countries. It means that there is some sort of intergovernmental cooperation between the two countries that allows the United States to feel comfortable about residents of that country coming to visit the United States 
without the necessity to be pre-screened because for those people who've gone through the process of applying for U.S. visas, you know that there is quite a significant pre-screening process. You have to go for an interview. You have to ask to answer 100 mm, questions mm. about yourself, about what you plan to do, about how you're going to survive and, and look after yourself while you're there. You're not going to find it, whatever. There's a whole mm, process, mm. but that's all now being put aside. And Israel from November the 30th will be one of the 41 countries whose residents will be entitled to visit the United States without a visa. And apparently we will be able to visit the U.S. for up to 90 days without the need to arrange a visa beforehand. And lots and lots of nice words, particularly by Secretary of State Antony Blinken, talking about the strengthening of long-standing people-to-people relationship and strategic partnerships and all the, the, the nice language that comes around that. I think it's a very significant moment, and certainly the Netanyahu government have welcomed this move at this time when the relationship between the Biden administration and the Netanyahu administration is not as close as some people might like to to see it. Which is interesting because when you see the Saudi the Saudi progress, you see the visa waiver progress, despite the the animosity and the feelings towards the Israeli government, there are good things still happening. Very much so. Very much so. And I think that a lot of credit needs to go to former U.S. Ambassador uh, Tom Nides, a U.S. Ambassador to Israel. He really pushed this program very tirelessly to make sure that it, it went forward. And there were a lot of obstacles along the way. And one of the key obstacles was, of course, the election of Netanyahu to, to become prime minister when the U.S. administration took a step back and said, hang on a second, we're not sure about this. So um, I, I agree with you. I think that this indicates that the relationship between Israel and the United States goes above and beyond the personal relationships that exist between the leaders of the countries. And we've seen difficult times in the past uh, during the Obama administration, Mm. for example, when the relationship was really not that close. But nonetheless, the the natural uh, uh, interests that coincide between the U.S. and Israel are unmistakable and really go above and beyond the the issues of personal um, relationships. Really, really phenomenal to see. Uh, Finally, we've got only a minute left, but Sukkot tomorrow evening in uh, Israel and, of course, around the world. What does it look like in Israel? Um, Busy, very, very busy. Mm -hmm. This week has been kind of buying and selling Sukkot, the usual Sukkot fairs that go on in towns and cities around Israel with people buying um, not only the Arbaminim, the Lulav and the Etrog that are taken on Sukkot, but of course all kinds of decorations for Sukkot and the Schach, the roofing and all the the different things that are required in order to build a Sukkah. That's all really uh, been very, very busy around Israel. And people preparing, of course, everybody is building their Sukkot. Many people in their in their gardens or just outside in the street, wherever they can find a spot to put up a Sukkah, you'll find one there. So this is a time when people really come out of their homes and engage with the local neighbors and then get involved with the local um, people around. And it's a nice time just to uh, to, to, to get to know uh, people around in the street rather than just to be holed up in your homes. And, of course, the weather's looking quite good. So that's really a nice thing for Sukkot. And, and all that really remains is for me to wish all of you not only a Shabbat Shalom, but a Chag Sameach. And let's hope that Sukkot will be good for all of you. And we'll talk a little bit more next week about some of the particular events yeah, that are going to be, be happening during the town of Cholomo and Sukkot.
And uh, that is where we leave it. Anthony Reich uh, wishing you Shabbat Shalom, Chag Sameach. And we, of course, will catch you on Monday morning. It's 8 o'clock. I'm Howard Feldman. Good morning. That Israel Report was brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebluagency.com.